that's how I would describe most of our friends. So I feel like Gordon probably recorded everything we just said. That would be so awkward. That's what he does. It's gonna end up in the blooper reel. Actually, if do not put that in the blooper if, reel. If if it is recording right now, he's probably gonna put this conversation in the blooper no, reel. No, you can't that's what put he that does. in the blooper reel because that would be so uncomfortable. <laughs> yep. No. <laughs> <laughs> Funny. It makes you feel any better. He does it to all of us. Gordon's the master editor now. Welcome back to the adventure. This is Clint. And this is Gordon. And thanks for joining us this week in the Christian culture. Gordon, how are you doing? I um doing not bad. Not bad. Not yeah. Uh, there's been a lot of a lot of things going on with our ministry. We are slowly possibly moving back into our parish as far as like youth group stuff goes next month. Awesome. Um, but there's been a lot of, uh, I guess, stress and communication and just still things, hurdles we have to jump over. So that's been like hard. I also got in a car wreck like two weeks back. Everyone's, yeah. everyone's safe. Everyone's good. But coming to the end of the insurance mess with that and now I have to find like another car. Yeah. So just kind of like, a lot going on, but God's still good. All the time. Yeah. <laughs> so, how are, sure. how are you doing? I'm doing pretty well, actually. Um, nothing, nothing bad. Like, I can't complain, to be yeah. honest. But uh, I feel like with conversations I've been asking people a lot, like just how are they doing right now? And especially my, my core team, the volunteers for our youth ministry. And I keep getting back. I'm just I'm tired. I'm mm. exhausted. I think it's just that point in the semester because I've been asking the the youth the same question like how's school and they're like I'm just tired I'm exhausted and it it really is just that point in in the semester where we're kind of in between breaks you know and everyone's just really exhausted so it's really interesting because you know there's like the seasons of spirituality mm-hmm. like spring summer fall and fall. I remember when I was like away from the church for a while and I went to a non-denominational church that my friend invited to. It was like their youth program and they're talking about seasons. It was like around this time of year Mm -hmm. and they mentioned that in fall is the time of like change and usually it's like one of the harder seasons to come through because it's kind of like shedding the cocoon before trying to get out as a butterfly, Mm -hmm. which hurts. It's painful and... Um, I'm just thinking of like, for us, it's sports have like finished for all of our like middle schoolers. So we had like we have bigger turnouts this week and like la- and like last week and I think moving forward because their schedules are kind of flexible. So there's like this lull um, in their schedule, which is beneficial to us, and we're seeing more kids. Uh, I just talked about like my car problems mm-hmm. and like this change in that stage of my life, and then with our minist- the ministries, uh, all of the shrine. And then also just thinking about how like this is our second episode in like a new season yeah. of this podcast. It's just like we're in this like so much transition, transition, yeah. um, transitional period, which just it always falls every year that something's happening around this time. And I just think back on that where someone said like this is just a season, and it's really exciting to see what's probably going to come. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think for for other people as well, you look at students because that's mostly what I work with same for you students at this point 
they're in a new school year. Mm-hmm. And so it's not the beginning of the year. So you're past like all the excitement of the new year. And now you're like at the consequences of being a year older or uh, your workload changing and stuff like that. Your schedules for sports are different now. Right. And parents are kind of in the same thing where maybe they're not having change at work, but as a parent, what you're, youth is going through it also affects like your your livelihood too so yeah i think everyone's kind of exhausted by change right now but but it's good change is good Um, keep on swimming right keep moving forward have you been intaking anything i don't think we've actually talked about that in a while no we haven't because we've had some pretty interesting episodes so yeah there's been a lot going on so uh i actually have so I've been starting to watch TV shows again, which is deadly. Uh, I discovered Riverdale. Oh, yeah. And actually have watched the entire first two seasons. So, uh, that, Do you think I look like Archie? I didn't until you said that. So I, I, That was like the first nicknames my most foes gave me. Really? Um, but I never saw, I don't see it. If you grow out your hair and then dye everything like bright red. Yeah. Last semester when I first got to the school and visited lunches, they would call me Archie for like a month. Interesting. But I never, I never, I mean, very vaguely, but I can see it a little bit if if it's a stretch. But yeah, so I I watched all that. Um, I've been staying up way, way too late watching too many TV shows, Mm. including the one that we're going to be talking about later today. So I just finished this show at like midnight last night and then i was like i've only got two episodes of riverdale left so i'm gonna go finish those too so i haven't been sleeping much but nice yeah so that's what i've been taking and how about you um still going through the office that's slowed down a ton there's been like some weeks where i just haven't been watching shows or anything or i've been watching other shows but i'm i have like two seasons left in the office Mm. Um, michael just left Mm. Spoilers, by the way, if no one's seen The Office, Michael leaves. You've had, you've had <laughs> quite some time to watch um, at this point. Me and Lizzie have been watching scary movies. Like, we made a list of like four or five. Most of the ones, most I've seen, there's like two I haven't, but like of movies to watch just to get like the Halloween theme. Nice. And then The Bright Sessions. Yeah. They sent out a promo like a few weeks ago for a new storytelling podcast. That's Marvel's very first, yeah, and it's yeah. like actually Marvel, but it's like a combination of Marvel. Um, I don't know. I want to say studios, but Marvel, like the label and Stitcher, which is like a gaming, I think, website and like okay. podcast forum. It's where a lot of people that record like D and D sessions or things you can watch those live, and mm-hmm. it's like a series. So Stitcher and Marvel teamed up, and they're doing their very first podcast story series and it's a wolverine series yeah and i'm almost through most of the episodes and it's fantastic it is good it's really good so i i heard them talking about it on the bright sessions so if you guys haven't seen or heard us talk about the bright sessions oh yeah it's a a podcast it's a it's like it's like listening to a netflix series or a tv series yeah it's like they're acting out and they do all the sound bits so it sounds like you can hear it and The Wolverine one, it's Wolverine, A Long Night. It's really good. It takes place in Alaska. Um, it's like his origin story, right? I don't like think right so. 
No, yeah, okay. I th- it is before he's with the X-Men. Right. So it is kind of one of those, but it, yeah, it is after his origin, um, but kind of when he's still not lawful with his actions. And so. So I've heard. Yeah, but it's it's really good. I've enjoyed it a lot so far. Cool. I'll have to check it out because I actually really love the Bright Sessions too. And then other than that, there's a new Netflix series that came out like a month ago, I guess now. That um one of my one of the missionary friends Joel watched and was like you need to watch it. It's called Maniac, and that's kind of what we'll be talking about today. So I watched it, loved it. I'm halfway through it again because me and Lizzie are watching it. I wish I could have finished it a second time because rewatching it has helped a ton. Um, before now, but I got I got Clint to watch it. Man, it's so weird. It is, it is weird. Yeah. But I told him it was going to be weird. Yeah, so I, f- I feel like I'll understand it better after you talk about it. So I'm actually really excited for this because whenever you give me something to watch, it's always super strange. I don't get it until we talk about it, and it makes some sense. But Yeah, I told him it was going to be a Gordon show, but uh, diving right in, Maniac is a show that takes place in like a retro-futuristic uh, version of New York. Mm-hmm. Where it's basically like just slightly in the future where we, we live now, but the aesthetic never changed since like the 80s. Mm-hmm. It's like the old school TVs, like the really cheesy 8-bit with like rainbows and color. Um, the computers are yeah. still like huge and everything. The, the futuristicness is also like just a tad, like it's just... Barely. So there's like robots that are on the street that are like made just to like pick up dog poop. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you would think other trash, but I think it's literally just poop dogs uh, or poop bots. And uh, there are like Jim Henson, like Sesame Street style puppets that just like hustle you in chess. Those are like, and they're robots, not just puppets, but like robot puppets. I didn't even think of that. I forgot about him. Yeah. Yeah. There's um, something called Ad Buddy, which, which is, is actually really cool. It's actually really scary. Yeah. It's not cool. It's a it's, cool idea, though. It's going to probably happen, but it's basically okay. like a combination of like food stamps and like computer pop-ups. Because what it is, is like if you can't afford something, like the bus fare or your groceries or a plane ticket, you can pay with AdBuddy, and this service will pay for your stuff completely, but then a person actually follows you around for X amount of time, depending on the amount paid for. So the more they have to pay for it, the longer they have to be with you. And they're literally like an in-person pop-up ad. And they're just giving you ads to like, you have to listen to them, you have to look at them. And it's basically... That's... Oh, I totally misunderstood what that was. Not as cool anymore. <laughs> no, it's just an ad service, basically. Okay. Other companies pay AdBuddy to have their, their product serviced. And then if you use them, they come with you and then they just like... Okay. bombard you with ads yes yeah see, I, I was following it but i thought they paid for your stuff and then in return you had to make ads for them oh no okay those yeah. are just those are just ads okay yeah no that's not as cool never mind <laughs> but very likely yeah um, Oh, that's super creepy now and then there's also something called friend proxy which is one of the ads you see advertised but then you see it played out and it's basically like exactly kind of probably what you think it is it's if you need a friend you can hire a friend proxy and they'll come and role play as your friend. You give them information so they kind of know ahead of time, like, 
who you are, what you're doing, other information like talk about, like how's your mom doing and stuff like that. And they'll be there for mundane things or like a date night or anything, depending on what you want. Mm-hmm. Um, there's even a machine that we see that I didn't know what it was called until doing research, but you can just like sit in it and it looks kind of like a car, but it's called A Void, like letter A space void. And it's literally just for someone you they don't explain what it is but you can assume it's for someone to sit in to avoid the real world Mm -hmm. and so it's kind of just like this world and you get this feeling within this dystopian futuristic show that it's kind of like emotionally destructive and kind of like depressing because everything built is an exaggerated take on like the negatives of technology Um, which is like the first thing I'm just stopping there building the scene like that's the first thing the first take is like this show is built on like if technology went with just negatives where people are using it just to avoid things and there are just, it's like what I put down was distractions versus like real people like mm-hmm. relationships so you have anything yeah I mean I, I agree it's pretty straightforward but, but I... is that the feeling you got too with like the type of yeah, I would say even more so, I recognize it because of the like look of the world. So it's very colorless in a lot of aspects, except for like their flashing lights for their ads. So really, everything else is pretty bland for the most part, it felt like. Yeah. Um, it just seemed like everything was almost dead. Uh, yeah, so I definitely got that, that vibe. Um it is kind of interesting because I feel like we do talk a lot about like healthy use of technology on this show, uh, especially in the past couple of months. I feel like we've mentioned it a few times, but yeah, like, it has come up w- within like being responsible and not living in these things, but actually using them to supplement uh, right. our lives rather than replace our lives. Yeah, I think it goes back mostly like i think one of the better episodes was sao yeah yeah, yeah. so if you go back and listen to that episode it's more than a game yeah it's a great thing of like rather than replacing your lives using it as something to supplement supplement or like stack on top build up build on top of the beauty so jumping in that's kind of the world we're in and we start in a story with one of our main characters kind of two main characters but the main main character his name is owen he is played by jonah hill you don't really know this right away, but you kind of figure it out pretty quickly. I'm not going to like ruin the show, by the way. Just so you know, there will be minor spoilers, but I'm going to just kind of build up the first two or three episodes, and that's it. Okay. So it's oh, his name's Owen, run played by Jonah Hill, and he suffers from schizophrenia. And you do find that out fairly quickly. Um, and due to, due to that fact, he's kind of become the black sheep of his family. Um, and his family is kind of high class, really wealthy, and he's one of five boys. And the other four brothers, you can see, are like, I'm doing air quotes, but like perfect brothers. There's nothing wrong with them. They seem fine, surface level at least. Mm-hmm. Um, they are kind of corrupt. And because he suffers from a mental illness and doesn't like who they really are, he knows who they truly are, uh, he pretty much doesn't like being with his family he never really is and he feels alienated and because of that he's created a schizophrenic version of of i guess you could say his worst brother the brother's done something really bad 
um, but it's a version of his brother who allows him to feel accepted because he appears at random times and keeps sending him on this mission saying that he has a huge purpose in this world. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like he doesn't have a real like a family that he can go to, so he has this brother. But because the family hates his mental illness, he kind of loathes when these things happen, like when he sees this ver- this vision because society is telling him it's bad. Yeah, he's really torn up by it. And so the next kind of like theme I pull out is like this mo- this movie, this show touches on mental health and how it can alienate people. Something that I can't really speak into on a personal level, but it's just, I think it's a really president to that character and other characters moving forward. Like it's a real thing. Mm-hmm. And I do think that whether it's physical health issues or mental health issues, all those things on some level can alienate us. Like my dad suffers from many, many physical health issues. Um, and that's caused him trouble even up until now. And you can see the same thing and how mental health and something that his family doesn't accept and wants like swept under a rug keeps him from like feeling loved. Mm-hmm. And there's a scene which is very subtle. The first time I watched it, didn't think much of it. Second time kind of understood. And he's at a party with his family and they want to play Boulder dash. And they're like, let's play Boulder dash. And he, and he doesn't want to play. He even says Boulder dash is I'll censor myself, but it's, it's BS. And if you know what the game Boulder dash, it's actually a game about lying. You're supposed to, say something that's on a card or lie and everyone's either supposed to call you out saying that's balderdash or not. And so you get the sense that he doesn't want to play because it's a game of lies and all he wants in his world is truth because in, in schizophrenia, he can't tell what's true and what's not true in the world. He's like always paranoid for is this fake or is this real? And I think this goes into the message of Jesus being the, the truth, the way, and the life. Like, mm-hmm. we as innate humans always are seeking truth. And I think that's a common theme throughout the whole yeah. 10 episodes. It's like, what, what is real is true and what, what it, and this is hallucination. Uh, and that goes for, for all the characters. I think for the most part, all the characters in the show have some kind of, well, not all, most of the characters in the show have some kind of mental issue mm-hmm. uh whether that be something as far as like um uh, issues with their family that just they can't get out of their mind or as far as the schizophrenia but um all of them are seeking for some kind of truth and some of them are running from that at different points in the, right. the show and but, healing yeah, yeah yeah for sure and that brings us right to our next character annie who's like the second major character She's played by Emma Stone, and she's the one running from this truth. She's running away from kind of a past family tragedy, and because of that, she suffers from like severe grief, but you don't really see it. On surface level, she steals, she lies, kind of everything you would see like Owen would hate if he hates Boulder Dash. Um, and she also uses like drugs to like numb mm-hmm. this pain and like keep her the way she is like i'm just going to ignore it and i'm going to numb it and i'm going and it goes back to how the society's built distraction with like technology and all these things and strangely enough i don't know if you're going to mention this later but the drug that she uses the most actually brings her back 
into the moment of that family tragedy. Mm-hmm. And so she relives it over and over again without ever addressing it. Right. Uh, and I think that's an interesting situation too. Yeah. And I think with her story, it plays on the idea of like false joys or false temporary fixes when we use like material things to fix problems. Band-aids. Right. But it's not like a true joy. And then like how like and then the the contrast with pain and prayer uh, when we're in pain or when we're sad or mad, how that's a great tool and leverage in prayer to communicate with God um, rather than use a Band-Aid, not like a literal Band-Aid, but like like a false a false fix. Mm-hmm. So in this world, uh, you can really easily get into drug trials. I know it's a thing in our world too, but it just seemed a lot easier or like more common thing to do. It was kind of a way, way to make a quick buck. Where you can uh, essentially become test subjects mm-hmm. and they they test these new drugs on you. Right. And the higher the danger, the more you get paid. And there is a company, it's like NPB, Neverdean Pharmaceutical Biotech. Very 80s futuristic. It's really mm-hmm. silly looking. And they're in a, they're testing a drug that's supposed to fix your emotional traumas and pain. And they do it through the use of three pills. The A pill, the B pill, and the C pill. The first pill, the A pill, you take that and it seeks out and shows you what your core trauma is, what is your biggest pain. The B pill identifies the parts of your brain and subconscious mostly that tries to block that thing. When people actually get traumatized, they like hide it from their brain. Their brain can like do that. And so it finds what it what it is using to block that and maps out those areas of the brain. And then the C pill, which is stands for confrontation and like acceptance, remaps your brain so that it's no longer hiding that way, but actually accepting this trauma and you can let go of it and be joyful and be happy. And heal. Right. And so going back to what Clint was saying, the drug that Annie was abusing was the A pill. And so Owen finds himself in this drug trial because he sold his information to AdBuddy earlier in the show and they seek him out as like a perfect candidate for this drug trial because he suffers from like a severe mental illness. Whereas she finds herself in this drug trial because she's tracking down more of these A pills because she's addicted and wants the high. At this point, Owen also is told that this is like his mission by his Mm -hmm. uh, non-real brother. That's right. This part plays into like his adventure as you will of bigger purpose and he's trying to find this purpose and so he's doing that he's trying to save the world by doing this test and basically for the rest of the show this is like where we are in like episode two starting three through ten they're taking pills a b and c and each one sends them on like a hallucinogenic dream which are very real yeah that like helps them overcome these things and the, there's a machine named Gertie or G R T A that is like I want to I don't know if it's not sentient but it's AI. Yeah. Yeah, it's AI and basically it processes the information and like it's the one taking in these dreams and then like fixing the people and it accidentally gets its wires crossed and so 
every time Owen and Annie go under, their visions are together and in the same world, which is not supposed to happen. And one, one thing, again, sorry, oh, I don't know if you're talking about this yeah. later, but uh, before this show happens, one of the doctors or scientists actually programs the computer with an extra like capability of feeling emotions. Yeah. And that kind of messes with things and the the computer itself starts to feel bad for the becomes depressed. The, yeah, the characters and yeah. it feels bad when uh, one of the scientists passes away and it starts to cry. Like this computer's crying. I'm doing quotes now. Um when when that happens and so we see it start to feel emotions and that changes things as the show goes on Mm -hmm. and so based on just this overall premise of the show a b and c and like these journeys the one thing i just pulled out was like what a b and c are doing the pills like finding your traumas your guards and then acceptance ironically enough like i said it's not made for those the wires to cross and them to be together but in reality in our journeys in our adventures in our seeking a fuller purpose whether it's our relation with god or just here on earth as christians and as one body mm-hmm. we're supposed to experience our traumas kind of like find and knock down our guards and accept things with other people we're not supposed to do that alone and so this accident as you will in this drug trial is actually like the truth of what's supposed to really happen. This actually brings me into a little bit about what I've been talking about with my spiritual director, who actually is your spiritual director as well. Mm -hmm. Um, But we've been talking about just different major events in my life. So like good and bad and stuff like that. And through recognizing those, we can see different spiritual highs and lows and different, I didn't mean to say this, but patterns uh, in, in our life. And from that, when we recognize things that might be, emotionally or spiritually damaging this is kind of where i see the cross of these are our traumas in our life Um, and so this is kind of like what you're getting to i think with addressing those um, Mm -hmm. where we have to recognize what those things are and then hopefully we're not trying to address those alone but hopefully like uh, owen and annie we have someone that we're going to battle with in, in addressing these whether that be uh, a psychiatrist or that be your family or friends or whatever but when we can think about these when we can reflect on these and when we can address these then we can grow from that uh, yeah i think that's a little bit of where you're going it, it's pretty much exactly i mean I, i've kind of just put very general things so you can add to it too um but what you were just saying kind of reminded me of a trailer i saw recently jonah hill just directed his first movie it's his first like screenwrite and director and i think it comes out this week and their last weekend it's about these groups of kids that just skateboard and they're just ragamuffins and get in trouble but they're like teenagers mm-hmm. and they all have like stuff they're dealing with and their own problems and one of the lines that one of the boys says to the little kid who just joined him was like you know we look at our problems and we think that we have it worse than everybody else but when you look in someone else's closet, you realize you wouldn't trade your stuff for their stuff. So let's go. And it's just like this idea of like, you would, you, yeah, you're not the worst one off, but you're not better than anybody else either. We're all just broken. Mm-hmm. And you're supposed to deal with that and live in this brokenness together. 
So two doctors that are running the uh, trials. It's Dr. James Mantelray. Mm-hmm. He's he's the, the replacement. He's doctor. the replacement, but also the one that started it. Yeah. So he started it, and then he's not there right away, and he comes back. But his assistant, the one that was assisting the whole thing, her name is Dr. Azumi. And while Dr. Mantelray was gone, Dr. Azumi, for some reason, put empathy into the computer. I don't remember why she did that, but because that happened, the doctor that James Mantelray replaces and Gertie with now empathy kind of built like a love relationship. Yeah. Where he could like take the pill, go into his own vision, and since Gertie's the one kind of creating these dreams, she can appear there too and had like a relationship. So when he passed away and James Mantelray had to come back and fill his role because of the empathy, the computer became depressed. And I think that's super ironic because we, we think like if you give a, a robot feelings, it shouldn't deal with issues. It should be like a perfect robot. But there's an idea that like pain is inevitable. It is inevitable because God didn't build this world for that right. ultimately. But because of original sin and because of Adam and Eve eating of the, of the tree, now we live in that type of world. And we were talking about this on youth group because we were going over the covenants with our kids. And Amanda just covered Moses. We just started Moses. Mm. And we're, she was going over, like, how do we know what rules in the Old Testament to follow? And which ones we can stop following because they're ridiculous. And how do, we, how do we apply that to our lives now? How can we, like, what rules can we fo- should we follow? What rules can we break and win and that type of thing? Right, and one thing that, right. And one thing that I kind of, like, pulled from the conversation the kids were having was like where did the egyptians go when they were freed from slavery and they, we, you know right into the desert the hebrews yeah not the egyptians thank you the egyptians died in the, the sea <laughs> yes they did where did the hebrews go when they were freed from slavery they went straight into a desert mm-hmm. and that was their freedom but it was a desert and they hated it and it was hard and that's to say that our freedoms aren't always going to be easy. And so it goes into this like inne- like this inevitability of being in a broken world, going back to we're all broken, the world's broken. And I think this is just like the straight theme of this entire show. Mm-hmm. But that's just the one thing I pulled out of the irony of like a computer becoming falling in love and then becoming depressed. Mm-hmm. One of the last few things before we just kind of talk about brokenness is all the characters are dealing with something. So you quickly kind of realize Dr. James Mantelray, his biggest weakness is family issues. Right. His mom is a therapist. And it's really funny because if anyone refers to what he's doing with these pills as therapy, he's like shuts that down. He's like, no, this is not therapy. This is better than that. And in like reality, he needs a therapist. Right. He needs like a family therapist. Um, but he and hates she ends up coming in later in the show to, to therapy the, the computer. Right. <laughs> yeah. Super trippy. But the computer was made so to it's, be yeah. her. So his, his mom's name is Greta Mantelray. Mantelray. G-R-E-T-A. Take out the E and you have Gertie. Um, and whenever Gertie, when she becomes depressed, she starts to come into everyone's B-pill and C-pill hallucinogen hallucinations and she her personification is his mother Mm -hmm. and so his dynamic with the computer is like a weird superiority but also 
Well, it's like he had a bad relationship with his mother, so he made the computer into a better version of his mother yeah. in his eyes, basically. Yeah, he's trying to fix his mom by making her personality into a computer. Yeah. 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 And his mom has been always trying to fix him with like these emotional ties. Mm-hmm. And the one thing is that is he struggles with that. And he also obsesses over his work. He wants this drug trial to take off. He was like kind of mad when they like kicked him out. And him and Dr. Azumi were dating, you find out, before he left. And they don't really say what happened, but you kind of quickly can see that because he's dealing with his own troubles and he's super focused on work, he sees kind of fulfillment in fixing his problems and getting this off the ground rather than fulfillment in a relationship. Like, he, his priorities are all mixed up. His whole show is, like, technology or work or other things are supposed to make me happy. And rea- in reality, in, in the end, all that, all that really makes him happy and, like, is worth it is his relationship with Dr. Izumi. Mm-hmm. And in an um, article that the director uh, kind of commented on, he said, what's the core theme of this show? It's just radical acceptance of oneself and connecting with other people that's actually how the first episode starts out too mm-hmm. in the there's like a narration of talking about what it means to be connected yeah starting at the big bang yeah 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 it's kind of trippy so i mean ultimately that's really all i have over the show but i it, the ultimate message i get in this show and like the one big theme if you have to put a theme on this podcast or this show is like, we're all broken. Like we're all dealing with something mm-hmm. and we, we live in a broken world, but we're made to reach out. We're made to be in communion with each other, not temporary fixes, not these other things. We're made to just love and grow in relationship, whether that's with each other, whether that's in prayer with our Lord and our creator but that's what, that's what we're meant to do. And when you do that, it's not going to fix anything. It's not going to take away the pain, but it'll make a, it'll allow our adventures to not be empty. Mm-hmm. And it'll allow this world so much beauty and so much joy to just like flow in. And then we'll feel God's grace and we'll, f- we'll feel God's grace and God's love. Did you ever listen to 10th Avenue North? Yeah. This is where the healing begins. Right. You know the song? Yeah. I don't. <clears throat> I haven't listened to them in like I haven't listened to them in a while seven either. years, but I, yeah. I think that's kind of somewhat how it goes. I don't know. You can edit that out. No, you're not. You're gonna leave it in. <laughs> yeah. Um, w- one thing that I took away, and we were kind of talking about this before we got started, was when Owen is having his schizophrenic conversations with his fake brother. One thing that they keep saying over and over again is the pattern is the pattern. Yeah, that's the key to his fuller purpose on this journey. Mm-hmm. It's all he's given. The pattern is the pattern. Yeah. Um, and that keeps coming up over and over again. And eventually he tells that to Annie, Emma Stone's character. And she's like, no idea what he's talking about until later on. And there really is kind of these patterns that we see throughout the show. But as I was thinking about this, it actually came up during our young adult group on monday we were talking about uh trust was Mm -hmm. kind of the topic for the night and i was 
once told, I think this is in like one of my psychology classes or something, um, that trust is just recognizing repeated behaviors and using those behaviors to uh, anticipate what someone's going to do in the future. Yeah. And that's what trust is. And so recognizing these, these patterns in our lives and a big part of our conversation on Monday was, first off, like, why is it so hard for us to trust God? And stuff like that. And the more I thought about it is we look at these patterns. And when we can look at these patterns and recognize that when we do trust God, good things come from that. Uh, when, when we can recognize those behaviors and when we're not trusting God, that's when bad things come typically. When we're, we're moving ourselves away from him. Um, but the more we're able to recognize the pattern is the pattern. Right. The more we're able to turn back to that trust in those times of darkness or difficulty or to, to remember to seek that healing in healthy ways like uh, going to the sacraments going to people like you were talking about before rather than trying to invest in things that are not going to help us but actually just cover up the problem like you were talking about yeah before. like if if spiritually you're having a very low week and it's friday look at the pattern of what your week was like Sunday through Thursday. And that's the pattern of the result of your week. Yeah. If spiritually you're on a great high comes Friday or Saturday, look at the pattern of what you did that week. And that's the result of the pattern of such a good kind of week. Well, you worded that so much better than I did. Yeah. But I mean, I, that's that's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's the pattern of what you do is the pattern of the outcome. Right. Yeah. And that's, uh, Ignatius? Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, he has a bunch of writings on that too. So if you want to figure out more, you can check out books on mm -hmm. his, his think, rules of discernment. I think I mentioned this in like previous podcasts, but it's it, pretty much when it comes to St. Ignatius or like a pattern, this small girl who's like suffering from cancer, her name was Mallory. Mm -hmm. um, she overcame it, but when she was in the hospital, she was like a first grader and her parents were like freaking out, you know, the entire time she's in the hospital and she first got diagnosed because it was really bad. She just asked for like a moleskin notebook, small one. And weeks go by, they get her the notebook and, you know, she's been using it and they're like, what are you using the notebook for? We're just curious now after a while. And they open and like look and she shows them and it's just tally marks, just tally marks. And they're like, what is that? And she's like, well, this one was because the nurse smiled th that day this one was that my the treatment today didn't hurt as bad as yesterday mm -hmm. and she would just tally every small good thing and it was like 50 to 60 tallies a day and it was her own idea as a first grader to do that and like that was a pattern that she did in order to not be sad by the end of the day or not to like go like to go to sleep with like oh, i'm suffering from cancer or parents are worried this was just a terrible day but rather like god gave me a lot of like really small but beautiful and wonderful blessings today choosing to recognize the joy rather than to sit in the, the sorrow mm -hmm. reminds me a lot of blessed kiara mm -hmm. she was i think 17 when she passed away of cancer but she suffered with for, with it for about two years or something like that yeah and she was very much the same way choosing the the joy every day in being united with 
with Christ and in his suffering in other ways too. Yeah. That's all I got. That's all I really got too. Okay. Like I said, I wasn't trying to spoil it. So go and watch it. Let us know what you think. Hopefully you can understand it better than I did. One of the cool things about this show, as far as Netflix goes, is it's one of the very few shows on right now that the episodes don't end with like a crazy cliffhanger to make you watch the next one. It's kind of like a one and done on each episode. And it's very, and it ends, the whole series ends that way too. It's kind of like with a period and not with like a, yeah, it's, it's not with like what, what happens next or like, it's just kind of like very clear and to the point ish as f- for being so vague and weird the entire time. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of weird questions that come up throughout it, but a lot of them are answered in the last two episodes for the most part. Yeah. That's all I got. So, uh, challenge. 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 I didn't think about challenge. Yeah. So I did this, I did this thing in our young adult group and I'll make that a challenge for the podcast. But basically, um, there's been a lot of talk lately around like at encounter or other things of like pods, like groups of four or smaller. I prefer like the number of like groups of three. So this week, find like get two other friends or just one whatever's easiest for you and ask them to coffee or ask them to come over ask them how their prayer has been this week tell them how your prayer has been that week and then pray over each other that could take a matter of 15 minutes if you if you wanted to or you could take an hour to do that and then just hang out and then before you guys leave set up the time for when you guys are going to do that again within the next week to two weeks and just yeah start doing that and every time before you leave every time ask to hang out again when uh, another challenge is if someone's like we, we haven't hung out we should hang out this week respond with when and set it up rather than yeah okay yeah yeah that's a good idea cool that's my challenge i like that uh too bad steve too far away we could have our three sorry steve you can skype in yeah uh but now first off we've had a lot of like random days of tons of listeners Listens, the yeah. past uh, couple weeks actually so at the beginning of this month we were like super slow with kind of how the stats have been going and everything then all of a sudden y'all just started listening like crazy so thank you guys for that uh, and one of the new listeners sorry if i mess up your name but uh shana markin i think is her name so she's been listening quite a bit it looks like so and is a new listener so i want to give a shout out to her and all you other new listeners too yeah thank you guys we're probably gonna have a record high this month i like 150 to 200 more listens than our best month so far so just a huge thank you because as always we couldn't do this without you um you can find us on Facebook. We have Twitter. We have e- YouTube. You can email us. <laughs> There's not much. There, there is a YouTube that is kind of dormant right now, but it is it is working. Um, there's been a lot of changes in the past three weeks. Let us know how you feel about that. Reach yeah. out to us, good and bad. Do not just if you if you don't like it and you're like, well, I'm not gonna tell them I don't like it. If you don't like it, let us know. Yeah. It's fine. We, we can we can handle it. Also, if you miss the old intro to the show, we have that posted as episode zero. Mm-hmm. So you can go check out the old intro and just 
sit in that uh, those memories of the good old days when when it first got started. And if you want to help with the growth of this and have this reach other people, if you enjoy it that much, rate us on Facebook, rate us on SoundCloud or iTunes. iTunes. I don't know where you can rate everything, but rate us somewhere. Um, whatever you listen on basically and share it with your friends whether it's a share on facebook or a verbal like you should check this out and yeah thank you guys so much yeah thanks for joining us on the adventure guys and we will see you next week yep